0: Cheers.
1: Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. If you'd like to support us further, head over to patreon.com slash twodrinkcinema. As a patron, you gain access to exclusive bonus episodes and can contribute to the making of Two Drink Cinema. The support of our patrons can help us go from a D-grade flop to a box office blockbuster. patreon.com forward slash twodrinkcinema. Cheers. I was going to sing the music, but then I was... Nope. Is that Forrest Gump? Yeah. That's what I was going to sing. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) I was going to sing... Even though I've not seen all of Forrest Gump. Don't at me. Fuck.
0: Fuck. Okay, so for this month's Christmas movie, we're going to be doing Forrest Gump. It'll come. It'll come. Two-drink cinema! Cheers.
1: Welcome to another episode of Two-Drink Cinema. We are into Christmas. It is time for us to review Home Alone 1 and 2. We're not going into Home Alone 3 no. because we're not doing any Hilary Swank movies. That's a joke.
0: That is a joke.
1: Oh, apparently. <laughs> uh, Karate Kid Part 3 <laughs> is Hilary Swank. We are joking the other day. Uh, Home Alone 1 and 2 is Macaulay Culkin. Home Alone 3 is Hilary Swank. And then the fourth Home Alone movie is Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. So if you don't cry at the end of Home Alone one, when Kevin is reunited with his mother, you will definitely cry at the end of Home Alone four Million Dollar Baby. No, oh. poor one out. Poor one out. Hillary's still alive. Yeah, but her boxing career isn't. Ooh. Macaulay Culkin's career is, is not. not. <laughs> it's on life support, like Hillary Swank was at the end of Million Dollar <laughs> am... Baby.
0: Recently, the one of the recent. Um, Saturday Night Live episodes, Kieran Culkin was the host because he's the successful Culkin now. He's
1: good now because of succession.
0: Um, He probably hasn't made anywhere near as much money as Macaulay no. did 20 he, years ago. 30 years ago. He probably also
1: ago. hasn't injected anywhere near as much um, money as Macaulay did.
0: And he was in a sketch. Because Macaul- one week, Macaulay Culkin, when he was a kid, hosted SNL. Oh, really? Yeah. And then Kieran Culkin got in one of the sketches as like another kid. Yep. That was funny. And he's like, this isn't the first time I've been here. It's <laughs> like the old clip and it's actually not bad. Like um
1: Kieran's in Home Alone, isn't
0: he? Yeah, he's one of his he's like he's one of the 14 cousins that live the, in that ridiculous house.
1: Is he the little brother that drinks too much and is going to wet the bed?
0: Um Kieran Culkin is fuller for heaven's yes. youngest cousin. Yeah, he's the one that's going to wet the bed. So interestingly, is real-life brother doesn't play Kevin McAllister's brother.
1: No, because Kevin McAllister is the youngest. That's why he gets left behind. So, spoiler alert, Kevin gets left behind by his yeah. family. Yep. Yeah. Because the shit kid from across the street, who reminds me of the kid in The Credibles from across the street. Yep. Yep. Uh, pre- not pretends to be Kevin, but is mistaken for Kevin when they're doing the head count. Because yes. uh, Kevin's dad name... John Heard or John Peter. Heard Peter is has a very rich brother who works in Paris for a very rich job and decides to fly all of the family to Paris. All fifteen of them. So there's ridiculous. Uh, Kevin and Kevin's mum and dad. Then there's the family that's in Paris. Then there's Uncle Frank who's an arsehole. Yep. Uh, and, and his kid that's an arsehole. There's all the cousins. So there's about ten kids. Four adults. There's 14. I remember there's 14. And then someone is mistaken for Kevin, and Kevin, because he's in the attic, because he doesn't want to sleep under Fuller, who's going to wet the bed, Yep. Um, gets left behind.
0: Okay, that's the premise of the movie. Yes, then um, Kevin McAllister becomes a psychopath. Becomes Jigsaw.
1: Yes. And because the house is getting broken into by the guy who does the voiceover for the Wonder Years, and the guy who does the voice for Muttley.
0: (laughs) The guy who does the voiceover from Wonder Years, and that guy from Goodfellas.
1: So apparently, all that, right, that he does, that Joe Pesci does, is because he wasn't allowed to swear. Well, fuck, yeah. (laughs) Because it's a kids' movie, obviously, and because there were kids around. Yeah. So even if there was like a scene... I'm sure they swear. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, One S word got through. Ooh. Yeah. But Joe Pesci was quite... Keep an ear out for that one. Yeah. Joe Pesci was quite frustrated by the whole thing. One, because he couldn't swear. So then that's where it's... So he wouldn't. But um, apparently he was also very hard to work with because the timing was tough because Macaulay was so young. They couldn't film after 10 o'clock. Yeah. So it was the cutoff. And most of it was set at night. So they did early morning film. They were trying to do early morning filming. Yeah. But Joe Pesci didn't want to start until 9 o'clock so that he could play a round of golf in the morning. fucking hell, Joe. (laughs) Before they did it. So they... And that was Caddyshack. Yeah. So they moved the start time till 9 o'clock in the morning so that Joe Pesci could play golf and then they... Had to finish at ten for Macaulay Culkin in
0: the How evening. How did they do all the night? Oh well, it would have been dark sometime before ten. Yeah.
1: So it, that made timing a real issue. So it is a John Hughes film, which you said you didn't know when we were doing our research.
0: I am. Um, I don't think of it as a John Hughes. You know, because John it Hughes hasn't got films, Molly Ringwald in yeah, it. Yeah, John Hughes films are about whiny teenagers in the eighties. Yeah. Or Ferris Bueller. Not about oh, sadistic well, kids. Huh. Um yeah so I didn't think of that. Maybe Kevin grows up to be the dick from Breakfast Club. Maybe. Grows up what Amelia the, Restivo's? All... No, not Amelia, the Dick Judd Nelson. Oh. Cuz he's a psych he's kind of psychopathic. Well, all of psychopathic?
1: All of John Hughes films were filmed in pretty much the same town. Yes, North Shore, Village of Winnetka in Illinois. The, this these were the films that were filmed there, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 16 Candles, Planes, Trains and Automobiles, She's Having a Baby, and Uncle Buck had also been shot in this town of Winnetka, which
0: is where Home Alone was shot. Which is where our previous discussions of Americans with humongous houses yes. comes from. they all live in big
1: houses. <laughs> Normally, the big house only has Buzz, Kevin, John Hurd, John Hurd? John Heard. John Heard and O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara in it.
0: But Can you imagine that house? Really? Is that right? Yeah. Did they all not live there?
1: And one girl, maybe.
0: Wait, Kevin's, Kevin's, no, Kevin's old. And yeah, and Lil, Li, Linny, Kevin's older sister. Yeah,
1: it's normally just the five of them living there, but they're all there that night because they're all flying to Paris in the morning together.
0: So they all stayed yes, at right.
1: John Heard's house.
0: Kevin's oh, Megan, Kevin's older sister. So there's about five kids, four kids. There's I don't know, Kevin, it's so hard to keep track in the movie. There's yeah. Kevin. Um Linny. Buzz Megan, probably pronounced Megan. Yep. Jeff. Is Jeff Buzz? No, Jeff is different from Buzz. So there's oh, five kids. And then the other ones have Um Heather, Sandra, Rod. Fuller, Tracy, Brooke. That's too many kids. No wonder you got confused with the ne- the neighbour.
1: Yeah, I I and even they're only all of those kids are all only in two scenes.
0: So that's yeah, why like we can't start. tell
1: who's a cousin and who's a
0: brother. Yeah, the start, the airport. That's it. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> Yeah, Catherine O'Hara, which I couldn't tell you her name when you were reading out a thing before. I was like, "Who's that?" You're like Catherine (laughs) O'Hara, the mum. Kate is Kevin's (laughs) mum. Um, so one of the other things about it was the stuntmen because of the way the things happened to Phil and Joe, Phil and Muttley's Harry and and Marv, Harry and Marv's characters was. The stuntmen couldn't do it with harnesses because you could see the wires often. Yeah, so they did it com- like oh, no- with hardly any oh, safety God. equipment. When you watch the movie, most of them you laugh, except when he stands on the glass and when he stands on the nails. Nail, and then there's another. I can't one. deal with those. But on the set, no one laughed because Ooh. they were actually so violent. Oh, God, that they do a take. And then, like, the stunt coordinator and Christopher Columbus, the director, Chris Columbus, the director, would come in and check that they were, like, still alive and they didn't need to call the paramedic. Gosh. And then Surely they, they had one on standby. Yeah. So, yeah, no no one was laughing at these stunts on set. And it's, it's full on. It's so full on, all the violence in, in both of them. We're going to mainly probably in the preview talk about one, but we're going to review one and two. Yeah. But they're essentially the same movie. One is set in a house, one is set in a city. Yes. And so Kevin has much more space to be violent in.
0: Yeah. Um, it did very well. Yes. At the box office in the US and Canada um, and grossed 285 million dollars
1: on uh what was a ten million dollar budget, but it went over and went to
0: eighteen million um Home alone was the number one film at the box office for twelve consecutive weeks from its release weekend of November sixteenth 1990, through to the weekend of the first of february nineteen ninety one well that's a long run like what and considering days, like what other movies would have like yeah. what other you know Uh, what am I saying? Holiday movies would have come out then. These movies,
1: these days, it's on Netflix by February. Yeah. Like it's done, shown, stops New Year's Day, and then a month later it's on the TV. The original budget was $10 million, and Warner Brothers was going to finance it. But because uh, Hughes and Columbus were pretty sure they were going to go over budget, Hughes had some secret, like, behind-the-scenes meetings with Fox.
0: Ooh. And
1: because when it did go over budget, Warner Brothers pulled the pin, and Hughes went like, oh, well, Fox, you finish it off for us. So he had that, like, backup plan ready to go. Ooh. So now it's, um, yeah, it's a Fox
0: movie. And the film is listed in Guinness World Records as the highest-grossing live-action comedy f- ever. And held the record until it was overtaken by The Hangover Part 2 oh. in 2011.
1: Oh, I'd rather this. You haven't seen the... No, that's true. Hughes came up with the idea while he was writing a list of what to take on a holiday. And yeah. he was writing his list like... Dah, dah, dah. He's like, oh. Six
0: jocks, six socks. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. it.
1: He goes, oh, I better, better remember to better remember to bring the kids. Then he was like, what if I did forget the kid?
0: <laughs> Uh, what a boring holiday. Mrs. Hughes was probably like, John, John stop writing. Stop writing the movie, holidays. enjoy your holiday.
1: Um, shitloads shit loads of money, so it's fine. fun. Chris Columbus decided to add the old man bit of the story because there's a little bit more of him connecting with someone during the film. Yeah,
0: and he's not just a bratty kid that wants yeah. to kill people. Yeah.
1: Home Sweet Home Alone, which is the new one, uh, that's an HBO kind of exclusive thing, Yeah, uh, is apparently, and we'll watch, I might watch a bit of that before we do the review. Okay. It's apparently just a kid going nuts on people. It's uh-huh. not like Kevin is protecting himself in the house. Yeah. It's just like a kid setting
0: up booby traps for people because it's fun. So a little bit more sociopathic. Yeah, which is a very different concept. Um. Yes, I, that sounds
1: a bit horror movie. Interestingly, Ooh. John Lovitz. Yeah, for Harry, I could see that, which would be very different. But also Robert De Niro.
0: I would. It would have been interesting to see it being like Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci after yeah. like in the same year like as good Goodfellas. <laughs> it would have been very
1: interesting, like. We talked about De Niro during the week when we saw the trailer for Taxi Driver and talked about him going from being described in the trailer as Taxi Driver as, you know, a genius and the best actor of his generation, and now we see him in Bad Grandpa 2. Yeah. It would have been interesting to see how his career, because he did change into comedy, but this would have meant a move into comedy much earlier than he did for De Niro. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they turned it down, and so we got Joe Pesci. They originally approached Daniel Stern, Phil, the voiceover from the Wonder Years. Yep. But he turned it down because it wasn't enough money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they offered it to Daniel Roebuck. Because he was such a
0: huge name.
1: Yeah. Then they offered it to Daniel Roebuck, who I couldn't tell you anything is. But Chris Columbus didn't think he was right, Daniel Roebuck. Right. So they went back to Stern and offered him more money. Yeah, well, good. One more interestingly, Uncle Frank, the asshole, was originally offered to Kelsey Grammer.
0: Oh, pre-Frazier,
1: but post Cheers.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Interesting.
0: Um. Yeah. No. Nah. I don't know. No, that's not the how That's not that family dynamic. No. Like you know what I how, mean. Like. It, imagine the movie with
1: De Niro, I don't know who Daniel Roebuck is, Kelsey Grammer, and not Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Because Daniel, uh, not Daniel Hughes, John Hughes. Hughes suggested Macaulay Culkin first to Chris Columbus, but Chris Columbus went through the full audition process and over 200 kids were auditioned. Um, they offered it to John
0: Mullaney. Oh, the comedian guy that talks weird,
1: Um, but his parents declined it. I wonder if he occasionally mentions that John Mulaney knew. Yeah, (laughs) Um, and so then Chris Columbus met Macaulay Culkin and was like, "Oh yeah, 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 okay, yeah, okay, this kid."
0: Um, And then obviously it was successful enough to get a sequel. Well, couple of years later,
1: very successful because the first film. Tolkien was paid $110,000.
0: That's a lot for an eight-year-old kid.
1: Do you know what he was paid for Home Alone 2? Ten times that much. That's a lot of money, actually. Ten percent of the takings plus $4.5 million. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So imagine you're 10 years old or whatever he was. And you're getting paid $4.5 million to spend a week terrorizing Joe Pesci in New York.
0: Because you, at that point, you're like, you have to keep me. I am Kevin. Yeah. I'm the story here.
1: Well, they tried it with Home Alone 3. Yeah,
0: and obviously then they were like, good. Yeah, (laughs) that that didn't um, quite work. He must have made a decent money because it grossed more than the first one.
1: It did, but... There, was the cri- there is the criticism, I guess, still, of the fact that they just made the same movie in a different location. And yeah. a lot of critics say that Home Alone 2 went a little bit further and a little bit too far in terms of violence.
0: Especially with the creepy bird lady in the park who actually turns out to be a nice person. Yeah,
1: the the right. same as the old man in the first one.
0: Yes. No yeah, okay. shovel murderer But there's just something about an old lady An old homeless lady in a park covered with pigeons She's
1: not homeless Doesn't she live in the top of the abandoned theatre? Well that's not a
0: Like <laughs> come on She's
1: squatting in the theatre It's about the same size as Kevin, dad's, Kevin's dad's house Yes
0: yeah. um, <laughs> It was the third highest grossing film of 1992 Behind The Bodyguard and Aladdin
1: Well by the end of Home Alone's One's run, it was the third highest grossing film behind E.T. and Star Wars. Oh, ever. Yeah, of like ever.
0: Not adjusted for inflation.
1: Well, yes, not adjusted for inflation. Uh, And as we talked about in our um, Christmas episode, it is the second highest grossing
0: Christmas Christmas
1: film of all time. Yes. Yes. So does that mean Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, which was the highest grossing Christmas movie, grossed more than E.T. and Star Wars? No.
0: No, no, okay. no, you didn't do that yeah.
1: right. No, no I've, gone, <laughs> I've gone totally about that the wrong way. Anyway, Home Alone 1 and 2 is what we are watching um, over the weekend, back to back.
0: It's interesting, IMDb scores, so Home Alone one gets a 7.6 out of 10. Yep. Home Alone 2 gets a 6.8 out of 10. Oh. Home Alone 3 gets a 4.5. And Home Alone 4, A Holiday Heist, 3.5. Oh. I don't know what Home Alone, Home Alone, Sweet Home Alone, The Musical, The Series has got rated yet, but...
1: Home Alone 4. I... I
0: it's a girl. Maybe that's Hilary Swank. <laughs>
1: no. Home Alone, Taking Back the House.
0: Home Alone, Home Alone, Holiday Heist.
1: No, there's Home Alone, Taking Back the House, which is Home Alone
0: 4. Well, what year was that? 2002. Oh, oh, okay. Well, there's the fifth one is...
1: Oh, no. This is an episode of The Wonderful World of Disney.
0: Oh, gosh. No,
1: but it's an hour and 29 episode in. No, IMDb called it an episode, which shouldn't.
0: Oh, and you know who's in the Holiday Heist one? Malcolm McDowell.
1: You know who's in... This is Home Alone 4 taking back the house is Kevin McAllister. Amidst his parents' impending divorce, Kevin McAllister must foil his old nemesis Marv and his wife Vera's plot to kidnap a crown prince despite opposition from his dad Peter, (laughs) Peter's fiancé Natalie, and Natalie's butler Mr Prescott.
0: That sounds terrible. It just
1: sounds like they've gone way too far.
0: What? So, yeah, I'm glad we only, we're only only doing... Yeah. Oh, Home Alone 3. Alex Pruitt, an eight-year-old boy living in Chicago, must fend off international spies who seek a top-secret computer chip in his toy car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I've seen that one.
0: I... Gladly have not. What's
1: the Home Alone 4 you're talking about? No, it's
0: the fifth one, Holiday Heist. It's in like 2012.
1: Finn Baxter sets up booby traps to catch the ghost of his new home's former occupant, only to discover he must protect the house and his sister from three bumbling art thieves. Okay, so Finn, who's played by Christian Martin, is trying to get video of a ghost, but ends up getting video of art thieves.
0: Oh, these are terrible. Let's just stick with Which one is and so two. Just
1: convoluted. Yeah, let's stick with one and two and be done with it. Okay, <laughs> we are going to stick with one and two, uh, and we will be back with the reviews for that next week. Thank you for listening, and thank you for speaking, Brett.
0: No worries. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Odd Sox Entertainment.
1: For more of Odd Sox Entertainment's work, including the show notes for this episode, follow the
0: link in this episode description. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us.
1: Thanks for listening. Happy watching and drink responsibly
0: cheese
1: let's have a chat an open honest chat join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything literally and figuratively to have an open conversation about life no pants no problems Make sure you subscribe on your favorite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at
0: NoPantsPod.